as the myth turns. Because mythology is the greatest soap opera of all time. With your cultural interns, Eris and Z. Interns because we're not professionals. And we're not getting paid. <laughs> I swear to God, we're gonna start the episode actually right there. <laughs> okay, how do we start this? Um, hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Asmith Turns. I'm Z. I'm Eris, and today we're doing another episode of Hauntings. Woo! It's like our third one. <laughs> yeah, we did goodie but an oldie but a goodie. Yeah, I, I mean, who doesn't love a good ghost story? Right. Yeah, for sure. Like, if you don't, honestly, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, you think no, no, I'll talk to you about like other things. Yeah, yeah, like, like I'll talk to you about other things, but my heart won't be in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Z, do you want to start? Sure. Um, okay, so the first one I'm going to talk about is The Flying Dutchman. It's a pretty uh, well-known haunting of just the general seas, the, uh, the Atlantic specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a 17th century merchant ship that is uh, like a bad omen or a sign of bad luck. Um, it's usually seen in, in storms or right before storms. And the legend goes that the ship and the crew was cursed because the, the Dutch captain either like refused to take safe harbor in a storm or they tried to and they were they couldn't find anybody to like um like hail them in so they were just like aimlessly wandering this harbor and then the storm hit and it pulled them out to the sea and and they all died on their ship the first time that it was ever like recorded as a sighting was in south africa in 1923 first time that it shows up in print is in the travels in various parts of europe asia and africa during a series of 30 years and upward which is the name of the book Um, (laughs) that's uh, a mouthful yeah (laughs) yeah it was published in 1790 by john mcdonald with with the history of of the of the ship and then again it showed up in 1795 in chapter six of voyage uh to botany bay um but yeah so it's it's um most often it's it's said to be just a, a mirage or you know a trick of the light that makes it look like it's floating above the the sea but um, people have spotted it for centuries now. Yeah, like, and I, it doesn't surprise me that there would be, like, a haunted ship, you know? Like, yeah. the sea is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the most interesting superstitions I've ever heard have come out of sailors, especially, like, people from, like, the Navy and stuff. Like, yeah. the Navy, you would think, would be with, like, its military regimen and the stuff like that. And, like, no, the most superstitious people I've ever met. And it's like yeah. built, it's like hardwired into the Navy because it's like when you're, you're out on a boat and there's nothing around you but the sea and the sea is actively trying to kill you. Right. <laughs> you right. know, like, yeah. <laughs> it does not surprise me that the sea is super haunted. <laughs> I mean, with all the boats that are down there. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> just like, up, just all, like, it is the place where ghosts congregate. There's just so many dead bodies in the ocean. Um, ghosts <laughs> want vacations every once in a while, too. You know, they like to right? go to the beach. <laughs> I swear to God, haunted cruise ship, that better be a thing. Like, That's I'm going to Google it. <laughs> I feel like that was an episode of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I, okay, I mean, it probably was. <laughs> <sighs> okay. 
with the flying Dutchman is super popular. Like it's it's showed up in like SpongeBob and like yeah. Caribbean. So I see, yeah, I see references to it all the time, like in video games and stuff. Like I'm pretty sure it's like a. Um, I want to say it's even a enemy that you can fight in a couple of different Final Fantasy games. Nice. Like they make like just the Flying Dutchman, and it's just like a boat that floats on your screen that you have to beat up. Nice. <laughs> just the boat, like none of the people on it, just the boat. But yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's one of those ones that's definitely captured worldwide imagination. Yeah, for sure. I have a couple of, like, you have a haunted ship. I have a couple, like, haunted toys, because apparently that's where my brain went. Nice. <laughs> so, um, so I want to talk about Mr. Ted. Mr. Ted is a haunted bear. Um, like, like, legit, a full of just a teddy bear. And um, the, its owner is Debbie Davis. Like, this is a thing now. Like, she's still alive, whatever she has this haunted bear mr ted she had been saying for a while that it was haunted that it growls that it causes headaches and nausea if you're in the same room for too long i could not find any information on how she acquired this bear so it honestly makes me wonder if it was like really mundane like yeah i bought it on ebay (laughs) you know kind of thing like like that's not like sexy and fun so like people usually leave that part out so that's my guess <laughs> you know nobody cares about the origin stories if it's not a bad origin story right like unless it comes to you through like a haunted mail service like nobody cares <laughs> yeah um, anyways it's this haunted bear and it kind of gained gained fame around england she's she's english and uh, she lives in manchester anyway so they ended up um like the bbc or somebody uh, English British television did a like a publicity stunt kind of thing where they brought the bear they brought Mr. Ted to one of the most haunted castles in England which is Bolsover Castle in Derbyshire and mm-hmm. um so so they were gonna like haha let's do the taps you know paranormal investigative you know kind of thing where they right. set up like information cameras and they set up um you know a bunch of like the audio recording equipment and all that kind of stuff and they set up the bear and they put him on a chair and then they were going to spend like their whatever their people were going to spend the night in the same room with the bear and um anyway um and it kind of gained notoriety because it made the tv producer so ill they had to call the ambulance like on air Yeah, like he had, he got so sick he had to go to the hospital. Um, it broke a camera mid filming, like the wires popped out of it, which is weird because this was like a couple years ago. Why, like anybody who has a camera now knows that wires don't just pop out of them. Yeah, it was heard like audibly growling, and like whenever they answered questions, it was like talking back to them. (laughs) Yes. It was, like, super weird. And now, okay, but get this, right? Like, now after it has been filmed, after this whole publicity, so like, like mind you, the bear doesn't live in Bolsover Castle. The bear was brought to Bolsover Castle, which is also extremely haunted. Right. Now that the bear has been there, its owner has been like, I can't have him in my house anymore. I had to bury him 30 miles away to keep him from stopping, like, from to keep him from growling and coming what? back into the house. 
Oh, yeah, that she is had creepy. to bury him out in the middle of the freaking countryside, thirty miles away from her home, that's in order to get, get. That's how you get more haunted land. What? That's a. I mean, <laughs> I know. I. I mean, like. I'm not her, you know, maybe she didn't know, I don't know, but, like, she had to go out in the countryside and bury him to get him to shut up, basically, mm. but, yeah. I yeah. Could totally, totally see that in, like, a, like, a cinematic kind of way, like, she gets up in the middle of the night, and the thing is, like, demon growling at her, and she just frantically yeah. drives to the countryside in her, in her, in her nightgown, and, yeah. and, and, like, digs a shallow grave. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, this bear is like a like a build a bear. Oh, like it's not a build a bear, but it's like the same size and shape as one. It's just like a very classic teddy bear kind of look. Yeah. You know, it's just like it's like one of those like um, it looks it, it looked to me in the photos to be only like twelve, maybe eighteen inches tall, like one of those kind of size bears. Like it's yeah. not that big. It's a kid's toy. It's very clearly a kid's toy, but it also looks super terrible it like it looks wrong like when you look yeah. at it you're like oh that's a teddy bear but something is off about it yeah <laughs> it's like it's vibes are off <laughs> <laughs> it's got bad vibes for sure anyway i'm just yeah i'm just like mr ted uh, but yeah um actually in and speaking of um the castle that they brought it to like it, it is one of england's most haunted castles it, it once was called it overlooks this town that was once described as the satanic capital of Britain. Um, I know, right? And I'm just like, but that was also like in the 80s where there was definitely a big satanic panic. So it makes me wonder a little bit about that. I feel anyway. like satanic panic is like the perfect name for a band or like <laughs> a brand of hair dye. Yes. I, I think of hair dye every single time I hear it. Yeah. <laughs> literally first thing my brain goes to um what, but what yeah what color is that oh it's satanic panic <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like that bright cherry red you know yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. anyway but yeah so so there's like there's a ton of instances about it of, of, that, of things that happen and also bolsover castle is like super old so like it has had a lot of deaths like it people used to live there like it's a full like town castle like a ton of people used to live there William Cavendish used to live there um who's like a big dude in English history that I'm now blanking on what he's in I'm so sorry I'm American um <laughs> <laughs> like I, it was good that I recognized the name I'm just gonna put it that way but yeah so like some of the things too is that lately like the last like couple of decades or so one of the big things is that um there's a ghost boy that can be seen he likes to kind of harass the visitors because it's also like a tourist destination so he will walk around and hold your hand you won't ever notice but other people around you will be like where's your kid and you're like i didn't come here with a child and they're like no you were definitely holding hands with a little boy and he would do this a ton like a bunch of people oh. um has had issues with this um, but yeah, and then there's like the normal kind of gamut of like lights don't work, they flicker on and off, there's weird drafts, there's cold spots, temperatures will spike, temperatures will dr plummet dramatically, um, lots of weird noises, um, it, and this happens all hours of the day, stuff will go missing, stuff will get moved around, you'll put something down, you'll turn around two seconds later and it's no longer there, like just every single stereotypical haunting happens at this place wow that's yeah. way cool 
It's the most haunted castle. I mean, there's a... There, and I say most haunted because, like, there's a ton of haunted castles. Almost every single castle in England is haunted. Like, let's, right. let's just be real. They're yeah. all haunted. This is the most haunted one. <laughs> so, anyway. And they took the bear there. Because, of course, they did. <laughs> right. And now he won't shut up. <laughs> yeah. He he got a smell of Satan. And now he's like, yeah. <laughs> He got the satanic panic going. And, you know. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to growl, yeah, forever and cause violent nausea, projectile vomiting. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so that one, was, that, one was, that one was fun. I was very excited about that one. <laughs> That's really cool. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change the subject to, uh, <laughs> the, not, cool. not so eloquently, to the vanishing hitchhiker. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is kind of more of an urban legend than, like, a haunting, but still technically a haunting. Um, so the, the, the legend goes that someone picks up a hitchhiker, and either they're wearing, like, this very specific article of clothing, or they ask to borrow an article, like, a jacket or something. And it's, it's okay. dead of winter, usually, like, it's cold, and that person is very unprepared, you know, that they, with this hitchhiker they pick up. Gotcha. Um, and so they ask the hitchhiker, like, where are you going? The hitchhiker, you know, says, like, oh, this farmhouse down the road. And they they get there and they turn around. And they're like, all right, here's your here's your stop. And they're not in the car anymore. Mm. Um, and so they'll go up to the door and be like, hey, like, like, this is weird. You know, it, are you missing somebody? Like, did they make it? Did they crawl out of the car and we just didn't see them? And, mm. like, if the hitchhiker was seen with, like, a very specific, like, jacket, then that jacket is, like, hanging inside the door or if they borrowed the jacket then usually the owner of the house is like no that was my daughter she died 15 years ago or something like that and they go to the grave and the jacket is hanging on the grave holy crap yeah so it's like it's kind of got its its different little theories and stuff that and or, or you know it happens differently for every person mm-hmm. um but uh, in 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 Hawaii there's something kind of similar to this but it's the goddess Pele who uh, rewards kind to travelers who like would pick pick her up as a hitchhiker, uh, and sometimes she'll give prophecies of like impending catastrophes and stuff. Uh huh. Um, and then in some areas of New Orleans, like this, like this is like like a real thing. Like in some areas mm-hmm. of New Orleans, at night you can't get a taxi because there were so many instances of taxis picking up ghost riders and then yeah. taking them places and not having like the fare to cover the travel that they made. Yes, I that. That happens in Japan. Yeah, that's way Like, cool. certain areas of Japan are, like... I think it's... Shoot, is it Japan or Korea? Shit, now I feel bad. I can't remember. No, I remember... I, like... No research. I literally remember reading that as, like, yeah. a... Here's a thing that you just can't do because of ghosts, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I think um, I just... That's like, neat. I know Supernatural did an episode on, like, the vanishing hitchhiker kind of... Mm-hmm. Kind of lore. Um, it's, it's, like, super common, and it's it's not really got any one origin place like i know we talked about the hook man in our uh myths and legends uh, episode and like yeah we knew the origin of it and it came from like a commercial or whatever but like mm-hmm. the vanishing hitchhiker just doesn't really have an origin it's just kind mm-hmm. of one of those things that happens pretty frequently frequently enough that that people you know have been able to spread it around yeah it's there's kind of like this <sighs> it's like the um person version of a liminal space like when you're traveling 
things are already kind of weird. Yeah. And like hitchhikers are a thing. They're a thing all over the I mean people hitchhike all over the place. Uh, right. because sometimes you're just like my vehicle broke down or I no like I'm walking along the road because my legs are the only thing that I have right now. But yeah. if somebody comes along with something better, like I'm sure there's probably like a vanishing hitchhiker kind of like stories like even from like the Oregon Trail kind of days you know like yeah, oh yeah people always travel they've we've always traveled we are a traveling species you know and yeah. sometimes somebody comes along with a cart or whatever you know and you're like I'm gonna hop on the cart I would so read that short story of like right. the vanishing hitchhiker on the Oregon Trail I would read the shit out of that oh my that would <laughs> You can, I can see how that could get terrifying real fast. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, those, I really, the Vanishing His Psyker is like kind of one of my favorites, just like yeah. urban legend myth kind of thing, because it happens all over the place. Yeah. It, it kind of, kind of reminds me of that episode, and I always compare our stuff to this episode because it's my favorite episode, but the Faye and Little People episode, where like, oh, yeah. The, the little people with is a is a legend in a, you know so many places mm-hmm. that it's kind of like how could it be this common in so many places not be real so I know right it's kind of the same for the vanishing hitchhiker like how could it be such an old legend and like also so widespread yeah yeah Hey guys, this is Eris coming in for our regularly scheduled commercial break. I would like to thank Mac Boyle for producing this show and for helping us get everything set up with our new host network, uh, Party Now Apocalypse Later Industries. Um, <laughs> we are now fully transferred over there um, and they, they've been just so great to us. They have a lot of other podcasts that you guys can listen to and their library is growing, not necessarily by the day, but you know, kind of kind of like by the like the season. And you can listen to um, The Fourth Wall, which is there in its entirety. It is a radio play. Uh, there also is uh, another podcast that we, both the Z and I, are on um, called The Holodeck is Broken, which is a Star Trek watch rewatch podcast where we rant mostly about Kirk right now. We're still kind of in the depths of the original series um, as of the time of recording this. So uh, soon, maybe we'll get to Next Generation, <laughs> I guess. This podcast is going to go on for like years. <laughs> if you like our show and want to support us, um, maybe consider donating to our coffee page. We are at coffee.com slash as the myth turns is our username. Um, again, that's ko-fi.com backslash as the myth turns. Yeah, we would be super grateful if, if you guys did that. That would help us out a ton because, um, yeah, these podcasts aren't really that cheap. Also check us out on our TikTok page. We are slowly growing our videos. So if you like the sound of our voices and maybe want to see our faces, we are over on TikTok. Our TikTok is As The Myth Turns 2. And now Z with our fact of the day. Okay, so this is a fun fact that I learned last semester in my American federal government class from my professor, who's a great professor. Shout out to Dr. Smith. So we learned that, we well, we had three presidents assassinated. One of them... Uh, was um, President Garfield, and um, he was shot shortly after, like, the invention of x-ray machines, so they shot him, it it was still inside of him, it didn't, like, go through, 
So they, they bring him to this, this place and they've got the machine out and they, they do the x-ray trying to find the bullet. So they, they're not just going in there blindly. Um, and they do the x-ray and it comes back and it's just so fuzzy. Like there's nothing, they can't see anything. And they're like, crap, you know, try it again. They do it again. And it just, it, it's still just all kinds of messed up. They do it again. You know, they just, they just keep trying and trying to try and mm-hmm. And finally they're like, we're just gonna have to go in blindly looking for it. And so they go in and they go dig in and, but it's too late. You know, he dies. Right. Um, yeah. It's, 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 it's it, you know, very tragic. And um, looking back on it, it's like one of those things that could have been preventable. If only mm-hmm. they'd realized he was laying on a metal bed. Oh no. <laughs> so. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Whoops. Well, no wonder it was fuzzy. <laughs> yeah. So oh, he, no. he like, hate to be that doctor, you know. Like, not only did he lose the president, but like he <laughs> lost the president to something pretty dumb. <laughs> oh, oh my yeah. god. God, it reminds me of um. Oh no, what's that movie? It's got Jennifer Lawrence in it. And it's vaguely like 1970s and whatever. She burns down our house because she puts like tinfoil in the new microwave she just got. Oh, wow. And she call, She's just like, yeah, you and your stupid science oven. Like she does like, yeah. It's, it's like when microwaves were basically just invented as like a household, like kitchen appliance, you know? Yeah. And, and so she keeps calling it a science oven um, because her husband who brought it home was like, like, look, it's science. The pinnacle of science has, you know, made life easier, blah, 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 kind of thing. And she's like, you and your stupid science oven. And then she puts, like, uh, like a lasagna, but she has tinfoil on top of it. Because, like, when you cook a lasagna, when you put it in the oven oven, yeah. you usually put like, aluminum foil on it or tinfoil, right. you know, like, on the top to get the cheese all bubbly and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, anyway. So she just sticks it into the microwave like that and it, like, burns down the house. Wow. I, can't, I can't remember the name of this. I want to say American Carnage, but I think that's uh, that's wrong. Like I, I think American Carnage because is it American Hustle? Yes, it's American Hustle. I I keep wanting to call it American Carnage because like when I think about somebody burning down their house because of microwave malfunction and user error, like to me that's Carnage. Yeah, <laughs> that's like that's like very supreme, like American Carnage right there. Like yeah, I put tin foil in the microwave and it blew up. <laughs> Anyway, but that's how my brain works. <laughs> but yeah, oh no. <laughs> the metal table. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, that reminds that reminds me of the first time I learned that um uh certain tattoos, like especially like it's very stereotypical like they say like like prison ink or whatever, but like certain type of tattoo ink you has metal in it and you cannot use an MRI if you have this in your body. Like if you have a tattoo that's had a metallic kind of ink that that was used to like create it, you mm-hmm. can't use it. Otherwise, they would pull it out. Yeah, yeah, it's like super bad. <laughs> I think I saw that on an episode of Doctor House. Oh dang. <laughs> yeah, no, that does sound familiar. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, I, I, and at first I was like, haha, that's a myth. And they're like, no, this is real. You you absolutely cannot do this. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, medical technology. Hooray! Okay, back to the episode. All right, so I want to talk about a haunted doll. And it's not Robert, it's not Mandy, it's not Annabelle, it's not even Chucky. 
God, there's a lot of haunted dolls. Dolls just love to be haunted. I just know, like, I just now dawned on me that there's so many haunted dolls. Anyway, I'm going to talk about Okiku. So, Okiku is a very haunted doll. Um, she, it's like the Japanese haunted doll. I, there's other haunted dolls in Japan, I know. But I'm going to talk about Okiku. So, in 1918, uh, this young guy, he purchased the doll for his two-year-old sister. He, like, they lived in Hokkaido, um, and uh, he got the, the he got the doll in Sapporo, which is like the biggest city there, uh, or one of the biggest cities there. Anyway, it is a traditional. It's wearing a kimono. It's like just a real classic looking Japanese doll. Like like for him, obviously he's Japanese. Um, it just to him, it's just like, hey, this is this cool doll, you know. And it's wearing a kimono. It's got her hair in the kind of like okapa um, haircut, which is just like that real classic shape for um, like a Japanese kimono doll. Um, he brings a doll to her, his little, his two-year-old sister. That's very important because as two-year-olds are want to do, um, she names it after the most important person in her life, herself. Um, <laughs> so the doll's right. name is also Okiku and, um, she, it's her best friend. She plays with it every day. She sleeps with it. She bathes with it. Like, you know, like it is her best friend. Right. A year later, it's 1919. And Okiku gets yellow fever and dies. Oh. <laughs> and it's, I mean, she's three. She dies. It's terrible. But because it's an epidemic, the Japanese government has, like, really strict, um, like, funeral kind of things. And, um, and they have really strict, like, funeral kind of things. And so even though the family wanted to bury the doll with Okiku, they weren't able to. Because, like, basically the body has to be kind of, like, whisked out of there um quickly because like they don't want the yellow fever to spread anyway so instead they place the doll on their family altar which like almost every single home basically like in japan like if you're japanese like you just have like a little like family altar that kind of like honors the people in your family that have passed and stuff like that so they place it all on the altar Hmm? is it is it like a like the uh mexican ofrenda yes it's very similar yeah yeah so you know they have the doll on the altar and they notice kind of immediately uh obviously a couple of months have passed but they notice immediately that okiku the doll her hair grows like it's longer than it was and this is a doll the hair is not supposed to change so her hair starts to grow they whenever they dream of okiku and they started dreaming of like the daughter their daughter um Mm -hmm kind of a lot several months after which grieving process sure um but they would dream of her and sometimes the doll would be by their bedside when they wake up in the morning yeah so they love it actually because they just are like hey our daughter's soul got trapped in this doll i mean go figure and they so they start treating okiku like she lives on the altar yes but they you know they honor her like like it's the soul of their dead daughter, right? Like, right. who wouldn't do this? Um, but in 1938, so it's been like 20 years, the family needs to move. And they are worried that that if they move the doll with them, that the distance would either like, would like hurt their daughter's soul somehow. So they ask their, like their local temple, their local priest, like, hey, can you take care of the doll for us? because we don't want to move the doll too far away from where our daughter is buried. And right. the temple is like, 
yeah, no problem. Like, absolutely, we will do that for you. And so they, you know, they bring the doll into the temple. The temple obviously has, like, a huge altar shrine, you know. So they, they place the doll up on the shrine and stuff. And the doll, like... Like, it just gets more and more haunted as the years go by. Its hair grows just wildly long. Um, they give it trims. They they have to trim the doll's hair very regularly. On one of these trimmings about, like, a couple decades ago, or uh, I want to say decades, because I think it was, like, the I can't believe I'm saying this. It was, like, the 90s, but, oh, my God, that really was oh, a couple geez. decades ago. I that hate myself right now. I know. <laughs> Anyway, but, like, they sent it out to the 90s, sometime in the 90s, right? Um, And it came back, like, mind you, this doll's hair was originally made with, like, horse hair. Mm -hmm. The DNA test for the hair that they sent, that they cut from the doll, came back as human hair. What? Yes. Yeah. And so this doll's hair grows wildly, and they have to trim it, like, regularly. It has uh, kind of like your your gamut of like ghost stuff. It's it's known to kind of move. It will kind of like rearrange itself in position. It will make the lights flicker. It'll like the the whole temperature thing. But lately in the last couple of years, um, like like 10, 15 years or so, they've noticed that the doll's face, now it's like a ceramic kind of doll, right? Like mm-hmm. it doesn't move. Its face is changing and its mouth is opening. And some people have said that they can kind of see human teeth when they look at the mouth. Ah. Like, like baby teeth are coming in. Ah. Yeah. Having said all that, Okiku actually seems to be pretty happy. Like whenever they neglect her, she gets angry in that kind of ghost way. Like a lot of haunted, like stuff will get moved around. Stuff will get lost. Stuff will get thrown. But like, as long as they kind of like dress her nicely, like make sure that her clothes are washed, make sure that her hair is trimmed. Then she's just sort of like happy, mischievous ghost. Aww. Yeah. And anyway, so like you can visit the stall. It's always, it's pretty much always on display because it's always on the altar. Um, it is in Iwamizawa, um, which is in Hokkaido, Japan, um, in the Manjinji Temple. So like you, you, you can go visit Okiku and like say hi. <laughs> I know, and I'm like, I love Okiku, and also, like, she just, like, this is absolutely a two-year-old spirit. Like, right. she just acts like a two-year-old. <laughs> Aww, and, like, that's her sweet. baby teeth are coming in. Yeah, that's, that's creepy, though. But yeah. it's real creepy. <laughs> it's real creepy. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, so one of the things, one of the myths in Japan, especially in Shintoism, is that the longer an object is cared for, the more likely a kami spirit will like it like it will either become a kami spirit or a kami will like inhabit it and like like a like a godly divine kind of present because shintoism is animist so it's like a religion made of small gods kind of thing Mm -hmm. and so um like there's even stories about like a really well cared for coat like one of those coats that like my grandmother had this and her great grandmother had the, you know, like, right. As long as you keep like, it will eventually kind of become its own entity. Um, so I kind of wonder if that's what happens here because in, in Shintoism, it's like a hundred years, basically how long it takes for like a full Kami to manifest Yeah. in, in objects. And it's been a hundred years. <laughs> it's been a hundred years, two years ago or a year. Yeah. 1919. Yeah. <laughs> What time? What is what is time? Right. What is time? Okay. Yeah. So it's been about a hundred years. So yeah. 
Like, anyway, Okiku is really cool. I like Okiku. <laughs> I, I, I want to go visit Okiku. <laughs> That's way cool, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she's there. She's totally still there. She's just hanging out, chilling. That's cool. All right. Well, I think since we're nearing the end of the episode, let's talk about our, our personal experiences. Because it seems like we've done that every Hauntings episode. So we yeah. might as well continue with tradition. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go first if you don't mind. Yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, okay. So this happened like two months ago, two or three months ago. One of my coworkers um, that I'm kind of close with, she was like, like, hey, like, I've been having these awful nightmares. Um, I keep waking up feeling like I'm being held down, and where I was held down at is like freezing cold. And you know, she's just like, like, kind of panicking, like thinking like, you know, like there's something wrong with this house, and she rents it from somebody else that we that we work with um, mm. who's originally from Thailand. And so there's a bunch of things around the house that when she did research on was like spirit banishing things. And oh. so, yeah. So she was, she was like, this is not great. And then one night she woke up uh, or she was watching TV, I think. And she turned cause something out of the corner of her eye caught her attention and standing at the end of her bed, like three feet away was uh-huh. just this figure that was just like looked at like it was something out of a renaissance painting it was bleeding from the eyes it was like kind of transparent a little bit and it it like was just floating there didn't have any legs or anything so she like freaked out like called me and was like freaking out she was like we have to do something about this so we uh, another friend of ours from work gets together like a a cleansing kind of box it's got Mm -hmm. like cedar and sage and lavender and like all of the all of the good get rid of ghost r us box you know (laughs) so and i have my um i have an ancestor candle um -hmm. which you know you you light you call on an ancestor like ask them to guide you kind of thing and then when you you feel like uh, they've heard you or or they have felt like they've given you all the wisdom they can give you you blow the candle out or the candle will go out on its own mm-hmm. so we get that one in a, in a yellow or a white candle which is supposed to you know help banish spirits and so we light both of them at the same time we call on her grandmother and ask her grandmother to kind of guide us and we use my grandfather's turkey feather fan which like was passed to me mm-hmm. uh, after his death and so we start cleansing the house we open all the doors all the cabinets all the you know windows like everything give it room to get out and so we start saging and we get done uh saging the downstairs and um we head upstairs where most of the activity is and we kind of corner it into one spot and then all of a sudden this wind rushes past us and the back door slams closed Mm. and we were like oh shit did it just leave i think it did and it was like adios i'm out (laughs) yeah it's creepy as shit so we we go ahead and finish saging we're like you know we're not gonna stop just because it seems like it's done like maybe it's not done maybe it's just pissed and um so we finished yeah you don't you don't leave this unfinished right (laughs) right so we we get done we start closing everything down closing all the cabinets the windows the doors and stuff and we go to blow out the white candle and it won't blow out and she like blows it and it doesn't go. And she blows it again. And it doesn't go. Mm-hmm. And she goes for a third time. I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> it's clearly not done with its job. Give it yeah, a just let it do its thing. Like, it's still working. So we we go ahead and we salt the, the entryways and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we come back. Okay. And we're sitting there and we're talking. And um, my friend is like, you know, she's like, I just, I'm so glad that you're here with me. Like, I really feel like this has changed some things and I'm really glad that we were able to call my grandmother. I just really miss her. And I, I really hope that she knows that I love her 
uh, and she's, you know, she's just talking about it and she looks over at the candle and it flickers and then it goes out. Oh. Like, like almost like her grandmother was like, I hear you. And I love you. Yeah. Kind of no, thing, abs- so. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's how, exactly how I would interpret it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and she hasn't had any interactions or anything since then. So. Y'all did good. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. I know. It was really funny during the thing. Like, um, I've never been in her house before. And so I go into one room to open the window. And she she was in the bathroom that was connected to the room that I didn't know about. Uh And she, like, slammed open a cabinet. And I froze. Like, I thought I was going to turn around and this bitch was going to be staring at me. Like, (laughs) it was the ghost. I was freaking out. And she was like, oh, she's like, do you need help getting the windows open? I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but- ghosts are fun. I like ghosts. Yeah. I'm looking forward to becoming a ghost slash becoming an answer <laughs> so I can control ghosts. That's like my new threat. I'm just like, just like, I'm, I'm going to learn necrobancy if you don't do this. <laughs> like, I will bring your soul back. <laughs> just to kick your butt one more time <laughs> that's great <sighs> I keep threatening to become a necromancer now I feel like I kind of have to right <laughs> I guess I do like like put up or shut up <laughs> right, hey, right. Oh, <sighs> okay we are definitely over time so yeah thank you so much for listening to us talk about ghosts it's like one of our favorite things to do Yep. Yeah, happy 2021, everybody. Bye! Thanks for listening. And don't forget to... Like, 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 like. And subscribe to As The Myth Turns on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And email us at asthemythturns at gmail.com. Transcripts for this episode can be found at our WordPress site, asthemythturns.wordpress.com. Our theme song is called Fretless by Kevin McLeod. You can find this song and all his others at incompetech.com.